is up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. Because why? Because I woke up with this scripture in my spirit from John chapter 1, um, where John talks about this when Jesus came, that it was literally uh, this cycle of the unending grace of God. And so this is like literally... <laughs> literally like the best part about being a Christian. Like we serve a God that literally there's no, you can't reach the end of our God. So it's like as deep as you go with God on this side of heaven, let me just tell you, you've actually only scratched the surface. So this scripture is so awesome. It says in John 1 16, it says of his fullness and his abundance, we have all received grace upon grace spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. So of his fullness, like the God that we serve, the Bible says that he is El Shaddai. He's the God of more than enough. So there's actually no end to the supply of the God that we serve. So whatever you need, there is like grace upon grace upon grace upon grace for you to do what God's called you to do, for you to walk in freedom, for you to walk in peace, for you to walk in joy, for you to walk in in health, in wholeness. There's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace every single day for us to do that. We're not living the Christian life in our own strength. We're not living the Christian life um, based on how good we can be and, and, and how well we can perform for God, but it's literally the grace of God. That's why the apostle Paul said, I am what I am. Oh, this scripture is so good. I am what I am by the grace of God. And I labored more abundantly than them all, but it wasn't really I, but the grace of God, which was with me. So the grace of God, when the grace of God comes on your life, you're not going to be a lazy person. You're not going to be a defeated person. You're not going to be somebody that's, that's just, you know, going through the same struggles, the same battles, the grace of God empowers you to do what God's called you to do, to live in victory, to rise in life. And so that's why I love this verse. It's talking about this this never-ending receiving that we can have from God of his grace. And so the next verse says, the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So what's really cool about this is, well, firstly, it says the law was given, but grace himself came. Woo! Grace himself came to this earth and intervened on our behalf. We're now not, we're not under the law. We're under grace. We're not under the law. We're under grace. So now it's not us trying to get to God, but it's the grace of God that we freely receive that lifts us up. And so, but understand, it's not just a one-time receiving of the grace of God. So that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's this cycle of literally grace upon grace. And so he says here, grace and truth came. So we know we receive the grace of God. That's how you're saved. You're saved by grace through faith. But as you, as the truth continues to come to you, there's grace that is multiplied to us in the knowledge of Christ. So the more truth that we come to know through, you know, studying the Bible, through prayer, through having encounters with God, the more truth that you come to know, then the more grace that you receive. So it literally becomes like, you know, the first time you receive the grace of God, 
it's just freely, you know, the Lord, you, you receive grace freely, but as you come to know Christ, there's, there is a grace that's literally, that is multiplied to you, that takes you higher and higher and higher and higher in life and in, in, in the things of God. And so what's so awesome is that when you receive the grace of God or the goodness of God, the Bible says in Romans chapter two that it's actually the goodness of God that leads people to repentance. And so that word repentance, you know, understand that that just means that you're turning to the Lord. It means a changing of the way that you think. So we're really, we're always constantly turning to the Lord and and having our mind renewed. We're constantly in a state of changing the way we think. Every time you read your Bible, every time you hear the word of God preached, you are repenting. You're changing the way that you think. And the Bible says that it's his goodness that comes to you. He's going to, he lavishes his goodness on you so that you will turn to him and change the way you think. So it's really, it's, it's his goodness that gets us to that place. And so, you know, even like in the gospels, you see, I mean, Jesus went around healing all, setting the captives free, delivering the oppressed. He was going about, the Bible says, doing good, healing all. So he was walking around, handing out the goodness of God for free. And so when you see the goodness of God manifested or the glory of God in manifestation, that is what drew people to realize I need to turn to the Lord, that God is good. It it caused people to change the way they think and turn to the Lord, turn to God. And so what's so awesome about that is like, you know, when you receive the grace of God and you're saved, you hear the good news of the gospel and, and you, you, you repent or you come to the point where you turn to the Lord. It says that the Holy Spirit then removes the veil so that we can see more of Christ. And so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. That's kind of like... That's kind of like the intro here. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, I want to read this scripture. This I've really been studying on this scripture and just asking the Lord, you know, what this means. And it says in 2 Corinthians 3, 16, whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. So he's talking about this veil that is covering or blinding the minds of of. Israel, really. He's talking about Israel in this passage that they can't see the gospel. They can't see Christ because there is a veil that is covering their hearts and minds. But how does that veil get removed? The Bible says that when a person turns to the Lord in repentance, the veil is stripped off and taken away. And the next verse says, now the Lord is the spirit And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So, you know, a lot of people quote that scripture, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But why is that? He's talking about the spirit being the one who removes the veil. So when you turn to the Lord, when you change the way you think, when you turn to God, when you cry out to God in response to his goodness, it actually draws on the Holy Spirit to come to you and remove the veil. And so when, when the veil is removed, you're seeing more of Christ. That's the same word, unveiling and the revelation of Christ. It's the same word, to be unveiled or revealed. Um, so that really, it comes by the Holy Spirit. You can't have a revelation of Christ just because you decide to. 
And that's very humbling. That is very humbling. You actually can't have a revelation of Christ. You actually can't see Christ. You actually can't see the gospel until the Holy Spirit comes and removes the veil from the eyes of your heart so that you can see Christ and receive salvation or receive, you know, whatever you need. Maybe it's your healing and the revelation of Christ the healer comes to you. So really, it's important to understand that the Holy Spirit is the one that removes the veil. He removes the veil when you turn to the Lord. So understand that, you know, obviously I'm talking here about grace upon grace. So, you know, we receive the grace of God and it brings us to that point of repentance where we turn to the Lord. And when you turn to the Lord, the Holy Spirit is going to reveal more of Christ to you, which actually looses more of God's grace in your life. So, it's really, it's like this cycle. So the Bible says that the grace of God is multiplied to us in the knowledge of Christ. So you're receiving the grace of God and it's making you turn even more to the Lord. You're repenting. You're changing the way you think even more. And as you're continuing to turn to the Lord and press into God, the Holy Spirit is coming and unveiling Christ more and more and more. He's giving you more and more revelation of Christ. You're seeing more and more of the glory of God, of, of who Christ is, of all that he's done for you in redemption. You're seeing more and more and more as there's a continual unveiling of Christ within you. And that unveiling is actually what's releasing more of God's grace into your life. And that grace is actually what empowers you to live free from sin, to live in victory. You know, I talked about being trophies of Christ's victory. The only way we can do that is by the grace of God. Again, that scripture that Paul says, for I am what I am by the grace of God and his grace toward me was not in vain for I labored more than them all, but it wasn't really me, the great, but it was the grace of God, which was with me. So when there, when you're operating under a high level of grace, you're actually going to be doing more than any, anyone else. So that's when people get confused. People want to say like, oh, it's just the grace of God. And you know, obviously that's not an excuse to live in sin. If you're operating under a significant amount of grace, it means that you have a significant amount of revelation because grace comes by the revelation of Christ and by the unveiling of Christ. So a person that has much revelation is going to have much grace and they're going to be laboring more effectively and more abundantly than, than others. So it really, the grace of God comes on you and empowers you to do what God's called you to do. When you are operating under the grace of God, you're not going to be lazy. You're not just going to be sitting down waiting for God to do something. You're not just going to be casually living in sin. You're not just going to be casually hanging around doing the things that the world does. But the grace of God lifts you up, lifts you up to reign as a king in life. Um, in Romans 5, 17, it talks about that. It says that those who receive the grace of God will reign as kings in life. And it's a continual receiving. It's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. And so let me, do, I'll just try to break this down. So like as an example, so basically, you know, say you have a revelation of a scripture and it becomes so sweet to you because you're like, man, this, this revelation became so real to me that, that Jesus Christ is my healer or, you know, whatever it is. And as you're receiving the goodness of God from that revelation, as you're receiving the grace from that revelation, it's actually causing you to turn even more to the Lord. 
because it's renewing your mind. So you're actually turning even more to the Lord and the Holy Spirit's going to start unveiling even more of Christ. So that's why the Bible says that to those who do well with what is given, even more will be given. So as you, as you, you know, do well with the grace that God has given you, you know, not taking it in vain, but as you do well with the grace that's given to you, the Holy Spirit comes and begins to unveil Christ even more. And there's actually more of God's grace that's being loosed in your life. And so, you know, the people who do the most in the kingdom of God is because they, they have a high level of revelation of who Christ is, you know? And so lazy people or people who continue to just live in sin or people who just, you know, are continuously defeated, it's because they lack revelation of Christ, you know? So it's not really like, and I say this all the time, it's not, it's not necessarily a devil problem. It's not necessarily a sin problem. It's just the fact that they haven't had enough of Christ unveiled within them for there to be, you know, a significant amount of grace released into their life to lift them up from out from the bondage of sin, out from under poverty, out from sickness, out from being defeated. So really, you know, and that's why the apostle Paul said in Galatians chapter one, this scripture is like one of my like life scriptures. And if you read, uh, if you read my book, it's, it's in there. And I talk about some of this in my book, but, um, he says that, um, when God was pleased to unveil his son within me so that I might preach him among the Gentiles. So Paul, Paul was talking about, you know, God was unveiling Christ on the inside of him and understand that it's, it's an ongoing process. Even the apostle Paul said, I don't consider that I've yet attained, but I press on to lay hold of that for which Christ laid a hold of me. So, so there's a pressing on to continue to have more and more revelation of Christ. And it really, there is no end to it. That's why I would just encourage you. Maybe you've had, you know, a certain amount of revelation, but there's so much more. We've barely scratched the surface. And as Christ is continually unveiled in us by the Holy Spirit, that's what looses more of God's grace and power in our life. You know, because Christ, if you're born again, Jesus Christ already lives on the inside of you. So what's the difference between someone that's walking in power and someone that's defeated? Christ lives in both of them. But the, the, the difference is, is that the person that's walking in authority and power, Christ has been unveiled on the inside of them more. So there's a greater light shining out from them. There's a greater amount of power flowing out from them because Christ has been more unveiled within them. And so understand that, you know, the Holy Spirit is the only one that can come and remove the veil. And so this other scripture in 1 Peter chapter 1, this is kind of what I'm talking about. It says, um, it's 1 Peter 1.13. It says, set your hope or your expectation fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the unveiling of Christ. So what am I trying to say here? I'm saying that when, when Christ is being unveiled in you, which how does that happen? That happens when a person turns in repentance to the Lord. The Holy Spirit then comes and unveils more of Christ. You have greater revelation of Christ. And when that revelation and unveiling comes, there is grace that is released into your life. And so that grace is what causes you, like I said, that you're lifted up to reign as a king in life. 
And so, you know, another example of this is, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, when Jesus died on the cross, the Bible says that the veil, the veil in the temple, so the, the veil was separating the presence and power of God from the people. So there was a separation. There was, there was a veil covering the power and the presence of God. But when Jesus Christ died, the Bible says that the veil was torn in two. The veil was torn in two or it was unveiled. And what happened directly after that is that the Bible says that dead people rose up out of their graves and started walking around the city. So when there is an unveiling of Christ, there's a power and a grace that is released so much so that it even raised the dead out of their graves. They couldn't even stay in their graves. That's the, uh, that is the amount of power that was released when that veil was, was torn into. When that veil was removed, that's when the power flowed out and the dead actually came up out of their graves and walked around the city. That's like really crazy if you think about it. I mean, that's an insane amount of power that came forth out of the unveiling. So that, that is like a picture of the, the temple. But now we are the temple. We are the temple. So, so, you know, in our spirit, you've got Christ living in your spirit. You've got the presence and power of God in your spirit, in your spirit already. But really, the, it comes, it's only released when Christ is unveiled. And so I think that that's why a lot of people... They don't, you know, people are walking in different levels of power, in different levels of authority, in different levels of the anointing. And it's not necessarily that you need something more from God. Like if you feel like, you know, I'm not walking in the power of God. I don't feel like I have a very strong anointing. It's not that you need God to give you something else. Right. Every t- I think a lot of times people want to look out here. We want to look out here. I need this out here. But you really need to look on the inside of you. Look on the inside of you and, and allow the Holy Spirit to unveil or reveal Christ within you. And so when, when the Holy Spirit comes and, and Christ becomes real to you, which Jesus Christ, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the word. Jesus is the word. The unveiling of Christ is when God's word becomes real to you. It's when the the word goes from a written word to a rhema word. It goes from just a a, a regular word to like that word is alive on the inside of you. And the power of that word is being released in and through your life. Because you know, there's tons of people that they know the word. They have the word in them. But that word is like it's there's no power being released from the word. The word's in them, but the the power is dormant. Why? Because it has to be unveiled. It has to be broken open by the Holy Spirit. So you can't, you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important. That's why the apostle Paul, his main prayer for the church was that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light, that the veil would be stripped off so that you can see and know the, the inheritance that we have so that you can see and know the hope of your calling so that you can see and know the surpassing greatness of God's power that's already on the inside of you. So you actually don't need God to give you more power. You don't need God to give give you more grace. I'm not necessarily trying to get God to give me more grace, but I just need to tap into the cycle. I need to tap into the 
cycle of grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. How? By turning to the Lord, continuously turning to the Lord, receiving his grace. There's an unveiling of Christ. And I'm not just going to stop there, but I'm going to press on. I'm going to press on for that continual unveiling of Christ. And so that's why he said in that scripture in 1 Peter 1, set your hope or your expectation on the grace that is coming to you as Christ is being unveiled. So my expectation is based on the fact that I'm in the cycle of grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. It's not possible for me to go down. I'm not going down. I'm not going backwards. I'm not going to again be enslaved to a yoke of bondage. I'm in the cycle. I'm in the cycle of grace upon grace upon grace. And my expectation is that I'm going to receive grace upon grace upon grace. Gift heaped upon gift. So as the Lord lavishes his goodness on you, the purpose is so that you will change the way you think and and continue to turn to the Lord. So, you know, that's why it's so important when God does something in your life, it may not necessarily be because you earned it, but maybe God's trying to get your attention so that you'll turn to him in, in thankfulness, in praise. And as you turn to the Lord, as you change your thinking to set your mind on the Lord, then the Holy Spirit can come and reveal Christ. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, Obviously, yes, the Lord is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That is true. But there's also, I mean, I know of people. I know of people. They're not necessarily givers. They're not necessarily like, they may have some issues going on in their spiritual life. Yet it seems like every time I talk to them, they're having somebody bless them. They're talking about something. I got this check in the mail. The Lord has blessed me in this way. The Lord has blessed me in this way. Why is it because that they did something so good to earn that from the Lord? Or is it because God's trying to lavish his goodness on you to get your attention and to get you to change the way you think and to turn to him? It's actually his goodness that leads people to repentance. That's why it does no good to beat people over the head for their sin and for their mistakes. Because really, that actually doesn't lead anyone to repentance or to turn to the Lord. It actually turns them away from the Lord. So the Bible says that if you try to if you try to get to God through your performance, it actually gives you spiritual blindness. It actually puts a veil on the mind of people. So a lot of times, you know, you know, people want to try to do it backwards and try to get people to fix their performance. But if you read, you know, in Romans, in Romans 9, Romans 11, and um, 2 Corinthians 3, Paul, Paul talks about this. Basically how if you try to establish your own righteousness, you're actually putting a veil over your heart and mind. You're actually being veiled, but really God, what God wants to do is show you his grace and his love and be so good to you and so kind to you, even in the midst of your, maybe your failures or where you've screwed up, you've maybe done screwed up yet all of a sudden you're like, man, Lord, why are you blessing me? I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. It's like sometimes you feel like you've fallen short and then all of a sudden it seems like, man, God is like blessing me. What is that? It's God lavishing his goodness on you to get you to turn, to get you to turn in repentance so that the Holy Spirit can come and reveal Christ and change you and transform you and lavish his grace upon you. And that's when you enter into that cycle of grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. So it's so important if you want to live in that cycle, you got to make sure that your receiver stays on. You got to keep on receiving 
and then and then you do well with what is given you receive that revelation and you turn as you turn to the lord there's more and more and more there is no end to the revelation of christ that's what's so awesome that's why the bible says we are constantly being transfigured from one degree of glory to the next from one degree of glory to the next. And I believe that as you position yourself to receive more and more of the grace of God, you're never gonna have another backwards day. You're never gonna have another season of going down. Everything's getting messed up, but you're gonna go from one degree of glory to the next in Jesus' name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.